now in bed with Dr. Sue. Welcome to In Bed with Dr. Sue. I'm your host, Sue Storm. And tonight, we're going to be hitting up a pretty intense topic that always gets a lot of panties in a bunch. Is financial domination dead? Let me know what you think when I open up phone lines at the end of the show. The number to call in is 657-383-0031. If you get in the queue right now, it means you can still listen to the show. However, when I get to taking the calls, the person who's been holding longest obviously is going to be the first one. So you guys get in the queue and sit your little butts and everything will be cool. But before we get started on the death of Vindom, We're also going to be talking quickly about is sex work a get-rich-quick scheme? Plus, oh my God, we have news, birthdays, shout-outs, women supporting women and sexy scribes, so let's get to it. Tonight's adult business news is sponsored by the BBC Dealer. This is the In-Bed Adult Business News for September the 18th, 2018. I'm Sue Storm. Juan David Ortiz, 35, was arrested Saturday in Laredo, Texas, and is being held on four counts of murder, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, and unlawful restraint, after it was discovered that the Border Patrol agent for the U.S. government was a serial killer intent on taking the lives of sex workers. Ortiz's killing spree would be continuing right now if it were not for the brave actions of provider Erica Pena. Pena was picked up by Ortiz, and as she put it, he started acting weird, discussing the murder of her friend and fellow provider, Melissa Ramirez, on a drive from Ortiz's home to a gas station, then pointing a pistol at her and grabbing her. Erica was able to escape after a struggle and ran to a state trooper, who happened to be filling his cruiser at the time. Ortiz was spotted an hour and a half later at another gas station, then fled to a nearby parking garage where he was arrested. Ortiz confessed to killing Melissa Ramirez, Claudine Ann Luera, and two other women whose bodies have yet to be found. Ortiz's bond was set at $2.5 million. Canada's Bill C-36, which was passed to decriminalize sex work in 2014, has done nothing for the safety of sex workers. According to Jason Ling from McLean's, across Canada, sex workers are still regularly being charged with crimes because of their profession. Their clients, too, are being targeted by police. A safe indoor working environment is inaccessible to many women and men who work in the trade. And although statistical reporting is sparse, violence against sex workers has certainly not stopped in the rest of Canada, like it largely has in Vancouver. In 2017 alone, there were the murders of Cece Thiebert, a transgender worker in Montreal, Victoria Head, a sex worker and mother from St. John's, and Josie Glenn, a 26-year-old from London, Ontario. According to a research project conducted by York University master's student Arlene Jane Pitts in 2015, sex workers have in recent years not witnessed any decrease in police harassment and instead stated it has increased largely pointing to law enforcement of other criminal prohibitions like drug possession. Pitt's research, comprised of in-depth interviews with six street-involved sex workers, suggests that Canada's new laws, ones that supposedly decriminalized sex work, 
complying with a major Supreme Court ruling on the matter, have only made things worse. That legislation, Bill C-36, came into effect in 2014 under Stephen Harper's conservative government, and it was opposed by all opposition parties at the time, including Justin Trudeau's liberals, who contended that the legislation was unconstitutional and failed to comply with that Supreme Court ruling. During the 2015 federal election campaign, Trudeau vowed to undo or fix various criminal justice reforms brought in by his predecessor, painting the Tories' tough-on-crime agenda as heartless and damaging. After years of patience with the Liberals, sex workers are beginning to speak out again, frustrated by the lack of outcome from the consultations. A constitutional challenge to the Harper-era laws is facing a charter challenge in a London, Ontario courtroom which promises to extend into years of further legal wrangling, leaving sex workers having to continue to deal with the law. Now Magazine, a decades-long staple in the alternative sex scene in Toronto, will no longer run sex ads in the back of the paper. Longtime editor and publisher Alice Klein revealed the change in a letter to readers published in the newspaper's September 6th edition. Quoted Klein, Now will always be sex-positive, and shameless in our support for sexual choice and the rights of sex workers. But this week marks a change for how we do that in our print publication. The alternative tabloid has long published ads promoting sexual services in its back pages. The publication's stance was that denying advertising space to sexual workers was discriminatory. However, Klein says the digital world now offers a robust marketplace for sex workers. That includes Now Magazine's website, which still includes ads for sexual services in its online classified section. Torino, Italy was home of Lumi Dolls Torino, Italy's first sex doll brothel. However, don't get too excited, gentlemen, because Lumi Dolls was raided after only being open nine days, after the city's health authority began investigating whether the dolls were being adequately cleaned after each use. The owners have been cautioned not to continue operating, though it's not clear if they might be allowed to reopen if they bring the establishment in line with regulations. Lumi Dolls is a franchise opportunity based in Spain with similar brothels in Barcelona and Moscow. Might want to bring a wet wipe and some hand sanitizer to those locations. But don't despair, boys. When it comes to sex with dolls and robots, Cam Soda has you covered. The self-proclaimed virtual strip club with no cover can hook you up with CardiBot. CardiBot will be available once a week for free public broadcasts where users can spin a tip wheel to request different movements and conversation options. Users who like what they see also have the option to enter a private one-on-one -on -one session with CardiBot where they can tip to request more intimate interaction. And that officially ends tonight's in-bed adult business news because between twerking Cardi B-like robots, dolls filled with leftover jizz, and the fact that men will kill real women trying to put food on their tables but pay to watch or fuck plastic. I just can't. You can find these stories and more at FostaUpdates.com. When you white boys first landed on the coast of Africa, you were mesmerized by big, mandingo, black cock. In the middle, 
you hanged black men from trees for even looking at white women because you knew your women needed big black cock. In the present, chickens have come home to roost. White cuckolds are on their knees, holding back the ankles of the women they love and desire and offering them up to big black cock so they can be bred and seeded so you can listen to your women quiver and convulse in pleasure while hearing them groan and scream in octaves you've never heard before. This is more than lust. This is evolution. As the ozone decreases and UV rays increase, the human race will evolve. That's why black men are blacking your women, breeding your women, and creating a darker race for tomorrow. Chickens have come home to roost. You know that your women need big black cock, and now you white boys need it too. This is Naima, the BBC dealer. Visit my website, worshipbigblackcock.com, to hear the truth that Becky can never tell you. Oh, God, I love that commercial so much. I love you, Naima. Oh, God, that thing just cracks me up every time I hear it. And it's not supposed to be funny, but it's just so true. Okay, we're off to birthdays. And birthdays are short and and sweet again. Um, Mine is September 23rd. I can't believe I'm the only one in September on the site. Come on, you guys, you can really do better than this. And in October, we have Simone Welsh on the 17th and the lovely goddess Sadie Hawkins on October the 20th. Head to In Bed with Dr. Sue and click on birthdays to see whose birthday is coming along and the links to the wish lists if they're available. Otherwise, there will probably be ways for you to make their birthday magical in another way. Also, if you want your birthday promo here and on Twitter, just click on birthdays and sign up. It's so simple. Um, So it's time for Women Supporting Women, and tonight I'm showcasing three beautiful ladies who do a lot to help other women in the sex industry online and off. Mistress DJ, who is a truly wonderful woman, always shouting out the other ladies to her long list of followers. You can find the stunning Mistress DJ on Twitter at Mistress underscore DJ or on her website at MistressDJ.club or, of course, she's on Night Flirt as Mistress DJ. But I urge you to look up this unbelievable, beautiful woman. Now, the other lady, the other two ladies I have, first of all, is the slightly angry Asian. She is another of our ladies who is in the trenches, always with her finger on the pulse of sex worker rights, promoting, informing, and uplifting. I suggest you follow her. You need it in order, like I said, she keeps her finger on the pulse of what's going on. You need to be following her so that you can, too. You can find her on Twitter at Angry and Asian. Uh, Lynn of Phone Sex Secrets is another fabulous woman who is the embodiment of uplifting phone sex operators and those in the online sex industry. You've heard her commercials here on InBed, and if you aren't already following Lynn, you'd be wise to do so. You can find her on Twitter at Phone Sex Secrets, or at her website, phonesexsecrets.info, where you'll find a ton of information on how to start and run your new phone sex business. And that's it for Women Supporting Women. Now, shout-outs. 
Congrats goes out to Bert and Ernie of Sesame Street for finally confirming they're a gay couple. Yay! We're so happy. We already knew, but we're so happy it's been confirmed. Also, and something more important, Liara Rue needs all sex workers in the New York City area who live in Congressional District 14 for a meeting with an elected official. Repeat, elected official next Tuesday, September the 25th. That means we have an elected official's ear, and that's important, guys. So if you can get there, it would be fabulous, because the more voices there are, the better. Hit up Liara on Twitter. She wants you in direct message, at, and her Twitter handle is at Liara Rue, which is L-I-A-R-A-R-O-U-X, sorry, or Ms. Josephine NYC on Twitter DM as well, because they'll both have the details. Um, Metro cards, food, and translation services will be available. Thank you to Robin Wildhart for bringing that to our attention. I'm telling you, without you guys sending me the info, I wouldn't be able to get this, uh, everything to the masses. So thank you to everybody who sends me the FYIs. And in that vein, I need to thank Cheryl. You know her as Hushes on Twitter for letting me know about an article that PayPal is cracking down on asthma audios. It's very long. It's very convoluted. It has to do, believe it or not, with the Chinese government. I suggest you check out the article. Again, it will be up on FOSTA updates by tomorrow because it was a late send-in. Um, for those of you who don't know what asthma is, asthma um, means autonomous sensory meridian response. It's a form of hypnosis-ish that helps, pe- it helps people calm themselves. It helps them fall asleep. Um, generally gives you a feeling of well-being. And it's done in like a 3D surround sound type of an audio that can be as simple. Okay, it's, it's really cool. It can be as simple as like nails clicking on plastic, which sounds really weird, but you have to listen to it to understand. Um, anyways, what happens is it, like that will cause a response, such as like a tingling sensation that can start at the top of your head and then just sort of move down your body. Very little of this type of relaxation is in any way sexual. Does it mean that there are no asthma, you know, hypnosis out there, sexual asthma is out there? Yes, there is, but it's so minute. It's unbelievable because it's not a sexual thing per se. So um, keep that in mind because PayPal is cracking down, taking asthma performers' money and banning them for life. I'm going to be discussing PayPal more later, but this is just another reminder that despite what you're doing, if PayPal decides it's sexual, you're donezo. Um, I want to let all providers know that there is a new advertising site that is owned and run by a provider. TheSecretLocket.me is a great place to advertise your services. was created after FOSTA, so it is in compliance. Um, and you can be on there, anything from domination to escorts. You can find gorgeous providers at TheSecretLocket.me. I want to say a big howdy to some awesome folks. Lady Malibu, a provider in Cleveland, Ohio, would love to chat with anybody on Twitter. Her Twitter ID is LadyMalibu95. I want to shout out Dom Discordia for decimating my Diaval yesterday with some intense tickle torture, among many other delectable and depraved acts. Check out this lovely New York City pro Dom at DomDiscordia.com. And finally, I want to send out a big hug to the ever-inspiring wizardess of words herself, Angela St. Lawrence, who, you never know, may even call in tonight. 
You just don't know. Anyways, I want to thank her for the lovely blog post about tonight's show. And head to zenfetish.com and read it and all the other literary tomes and musings by this icon. And I am officially beginning tonight's drinking game in Angela's honor. So every time you hear me say the word Findom, you take a shot or a sip of your wine. There you go. Or you can, if you're having a joint, you can take a tote. But bookmark the show later because you're probably not going to hear the end of it because you'll be passed out. Anyways, what a better segue than Angela St. Lawrence to our sexy scribe segment. You guys know I love, I just adore promoting writers and their work. And we need it more now than ever because since FOSTA, many places have actually completely dumped erotica. No more genre. As a matter of fact, Barnes & Noble has no more erotica. So it's more important to me than ever that we start promoting each other and making sure that we all know that, you know, everybody's producing these works because, obviously, they're not going to be showing up in any um, searches. So we'll start off with our ever-loving Robin Wildhart, who wrote an article for Findom Consortium entitled, A Resource for Getting Started on Night Flirt. I think it would serve you ladies in the industry well, especially if you're new to Night Flirt. Robin goes over several of the important tips and tricks for running your Night Flirt business. You can find a link to the article on the InBed website. As a matter of fact, you can find all the links on the InBed website um, on the page for this show. Sorinda Wallace has a fabulous blog at NaughtyTwistedPhoneSex.com. Spell the word naughty, N-A-W-T-Y. Sorinda is happy to twist your mind and your cock while her absentee husband is away. She's also on Twitter at Sin with Sorinda. Key Barrett has several books out. Um, this sex-positive researcher extraordinaire has been banging the keyboard like a mad woman, and you need to check out her three books, and fabulous books. Okay, she's got one nonfiction out called Surrender, Submit, Serve Her, The Definitive Guide to Enacting Female Leadership and Embracing the Female-Dominated Household. I suggest if you plan to be in an FLR or are thinking about it, female-led relationship that is, pick up the book. Another one that he has out, it's an erotica novel called The Hirondelle. Now, The Hirondelle is, I'm going to give you a quick description here, a company dinner, an indecent proposal, and a chance to start something that will change both of their lives. If Alex has the courage to accept Robert's invitation and come to his room for an experience, will her excitement lead her upstairs to an open-ended adventure? Or will depression and shame win out again? You can pick up the Hirondelle at Amazon. And, of course, like I said, all the links are on in bed. And she has another erotica novel. And it is called The Queen of Lombard Street, a femdom erotica tale. And the description for that one is Richard has Everything a 30-year-old man was supposed to want, a lovely wife, a great job, and now his dream house at the end of Lombard Street. Even his neighbors are nice, except for one, Miss Evelyn. Tall and thin and 10 years older than Richard and his wife, she comes off as frosty and imposing. Nonetheless, he agrees to mow the communal patch of grass behind her fence in an attempt to win her over. But when he peers through the broken slat in her fence and catches a glimpse of her sunbathing in the nude, 
It starts a ritual of observation that will lead to his discovery, punishment, and submission. Pick them up, guys. You know you want them. These are freaking awesome. Uh, Tenor Duende has a blog you need to check out, and her latest post, which is an update of an essay she did on ethical porn and BDSM, and her site is at medium.com at Tenor Duende. Our very own Edward Cantor is back. Yay! He's back in the writing saddle after a hiatus, and we're thrilled. Check out Edward's femdom erotica at edward-cantor, C-A-N-T-O-R, dot blogspot dot com. And he's also available at Dreams Made Flesh on Patreon. Mistress Holly Golightly does book reviews, you guys. So cool. She's a great resource for avid readers. She has her own BDSM version of Goodreads. So head over to mistressgolightly.com and check out her latest review of Stella Harris's book entitled Tongue Tied. And for all you subby boys and girls out there looking for some daring tasks to perform, you can get Mistress Chloe Rose's book, The Dare Book. Check out Mistress Chloe Rose at mistresschloerose.com. Can't remember anything I said? Yeah, don't worry. Just like I said, just head over to inbedwithdrsue.com. Look up for the show page for this show, Is Financial Domination Dead? And you'll see the links to all the websites, Amazon, everything to pick up the books. I make life so much easier for you guys. We will be right back after a quick break to discuss, is sex work a get-rich-quick scheme? This message is for flirts on Night Flirt looking for help with listing design and coding. Robin Wildheart provides a service that does all the listing coding for you. Go to dirtylittlerobin.wixsite.com slash wildheartdesigns to see how fast and easy it is to get all your listing codings done. You don't pay a thing until you're 100% satisfied with how the listing looks. Again, that's dirtylittlerobin.wixsite.com slash wildcarddesigns. Send Robin an email on Night Flirt today and get your new listing up by tomorrow. It's just that easy. Do you crave to escape from the ordinary? Hi, I'm Goddess Genevieve. I am a central erotic hypnotist and very creative cosplayer, and I use my silky, soft, velvety central dominance to weave my control all the way into those special spots of your mind where you feel absolutely safe and warm and incredible and reality and very intrigued so come on kneel before me and let's start your good boy training and the siren voice goddess.com and we're back. 
Um, we had a Twitter confab the other day when a couple of things happened. Um, I created an infographic that I had put out about all the platforms that do not accept sex workers, places such as Google, Microsoft, PayPal, and the list is extensive, as you can imagine. The problem is when I originally released the graphic, many people went nuts on me. I was getting some yummy DMs like, well, you know, then what the fuck are we supposed to use? Or, Maybe you should tell us what is allowed. <laughs> anyway, the hostility was real, but whatever, I get used to that and move on. But the attitude still remains, shoot the messenger. Piss on the person who's trying to help out your business. Anywho, fast forward a couple of weeks, and this massive announcement by a provider freaking out on Twitter about PayPal doing a sweep, to which I replied, duh. God. This started a conversation with a bunch of us in the industry, including Amberly Rothfield, Lynn from Phone Sex Secrets, Mr. DJ, Ms. Machiavelli at Creative Kink, which, by the way, check out Creative Kink's toys, and indirectly, Mia Evans. Too many men and women get into the sex industry thinking it's fast and easy money, and nothing could be farther from the truth. Sex work, whether it's online or off, is work. It means you have to learn your craft and hustle your ass. Competition is fierce and plentiful. I saw a tweet the other day from a lady who was pissed because she thought that she should be able to quit her job and get out of a life of poverty fast. Not going to happen, ladies. Sorry. Now, if this were, say, 2002, I'd say, go nuts. You'll get rich when it came to online sex work. The field was wide open, and not a lot of people were doing it because they had tasty jobs. Didn't even think of being in a position of having to do any kind of sex work. But then the financial markets tanked in 2008 and all hell broke loose. For those of you who are too young to remember, even though it was only 10 years ago, when we hit what is referred to in the news as the Great Recession, people were committing suicide and murder-suicides left and right. People were over-leveraged, they lost their homes, they lost their jobs, many were forced onto the streets, all due to corporate greed, corporate and banking greed. This caused an influx of folks trying to find a way to put food on the table, and more and more women turned to online and offline sex work. Whether it was phone sex, domination, escorting, they came by the thousands, not knowing what they were doing. Some excelled, but most didn't. Even porn stars, who would never have bothered with phone sex sites, were forced to try and make ends meet. Now, flash forward to now, and the issue is, in my opinion, worse. Once some of the successful folks started making decent money, word got out to mainstream media. And for the past six years or so, the articles and interviews started pouring in. I know. I've been in some of them. And that was a big mistake I made. Because by doing these interviews, despite doing so with a realistic view, it only perpetuated the influx of idiots into this business. And why now I'm no longer doing them unless I'm promoting my own work. Words get twisted, and when I have no control over the final piece, that kind of makes me crazy. Hello, I'm dominant. Plus, I'm going to say this, too. I think it all got too big, too fast, and in the faces of too many people. All of these media features put a spotlight on our asses, and that didn't help when it came to Foster Sesta. When there is flagrant in your face misuse of services that were never adult-friendly, it makes us targets. But I digress. 
a lot of these articles were based on financial domination because it was the most audacious thing to focus on. I mean, who on God's green earth would willingly give money to random women when so many were still struggling to keep their heads above water, recovering from the financial crash? And thus it began. Women primarily, not just women, but women primarily pouring into this work thinking they could slap up a website and have the cold hard cash just cut chicken away. And I'm not saying that didn't happen for some in the early days, it did. But once these articles started, so did the bullshit. Once places like Vice and HuffPo started doing these features, more and more women who didn't have a clue about domination started calling themselves doms or findoms. Ding, ding, have a drink. More and more women started doing phone sex to where now the market is oversaturated. I mean tropical storm saturation here. No disrespect to those suffering in the Carolinas right now, but think that way. Now, my lovely ladies, you have to work and work fucking hard to get an average payday. Sure, you hear people touting that they're making thousands, and in some cases tens of thousands a month, but that will be, at this juncture, an infinitesimally small number of women who will be the ones who started back in the early 2000s and have established business. Does it mean that you can't do those numbers? No. But as I said, you're going to have to bust your ass so freaking hard to even come close, and most of you don't want to do that. So thus we have pouty pants women who are pissed off because they aren't making fistfuls of money. And what happens with pissy women? Revenge. Now the problems are women outing other women who aren't playing the game right, which, me, which brings us back to my infographic. To those of you ladies who feel you don't need to learn the craft of sex, no matter what genre you happen to be in, you're going to get bit hard in the ass with things such as PayPal sweeps. Now, if you're not going to take the time to learn what is and isn't allowed in sex work, you'll lose your money. End of. Getting pissed with me by telling you that you'll lose your money doesn't change the reality that you will. So carry on openly saying you take PayPal or CashMe or Square or any of the other payment processors that do not work with the sex industry. I've seen women lose thousands of dollars they never took out of their accounts because one dirty pissed off female who is your competitor, not your friend, decides to send a screenshot of your Twitter account to PayPal. Say bye-bye to your cash, but then you didn't really earn it in the first place. Lynn pointed out the following when we were discussing this, and it bears reiterating, not that you'll listen, but what the hell. Here's the reality of sex work, brought to you by Mia Evans and Lynn from Phone Sex Secrets. Okay, you ready? This is the list. Research and experience planning, costumes, marketing, branding, creating content, editing, managing personal websites, engaging with real customers, deleting daily harassing messages, tech gear and software, tech and software know-how, business and financial skills, self-discipline, more marketing, adjusting to shifting platforms and payment TOS closings, administration work, research and or awareness of kinks and cultural shifts, personal financial skills, no paid sick leave, no personal leave, no paid vacations, no insurance or other benefits. And it can be quite isolating, all while being persecuted by laws and cultural, cultural attacks. Now, 
may sound depressing to some of you, but it is reality. Sex work is not now, nor has it ever been, a get-rich-quick scheme, ever. If you think it is, you'll be working as a Walmart greeter in a few months when you see that you actually do have to work. Amberly Rossfield wrote a book and has a website to teach women how to do online sex work the right way, and most don't even want to read the book or watch the videos. You can't get it easier than that, but they still hit her up with, so what's the real deal? What's the shortcut? There is no shortcut. And if you don't follow the basic rules of business and know your craft, you'll lose big time. Now, when you put up a night flirt listing, the boys don't flood your phones. You are lost in a sea of other women doing the same thing. I've watched women not get calls, get frustrated, and leave the business. But that is the reality. So to any of you who think that this is a fast and easy way to make money, good luck to you. But I can assure you I won't be seeing you later. I'll be right back to further burst your bubble about financial domination. Who wouldn't want more time? Time to make more money or spend with your family? Well, Lisa Jones at Assistant Services is here to give you back that time. Assistant Services is a virtual assistant service capable of handling your email, research, travel reservations, personal appointments, and so much more. Why lose more of your precious time when Lisa Jones at Assistant Services can take the menial tasks off of your hands? To find out more about Lisa and Assistant Services, including rates, simply go to assistant-services.org or Lisa's Twitter at assistant underscore SVCS. Take back your time and get on with living with Lisa Jones and assistant-services.org. Whether you'd like to explore the idea of becoming a phone sex operator or are looking to begin or even expand your independent phone sex business, Lynn of Phone Sex Secrets can help. Phone Sex Secrets offers help and advice for PSOs, including articles on everything from Phone Sex 101 and industry news to marketing to how to build your business. White papers are available for purchase and immediate download, including the exclusive Phone Sex Secrets caller survey results, in which nearly 5,000 paying phone sex clients answer questions designed to help you drive your business. Personalized consultation services are also available. Lynn has been featured on Chicago's WGN Radio, ABC's Good Morning America, and elsewhere. She's ready to stand behind you and teach you how to become a phone sex superhero. You can find Lynn on Twitter at Phone Sex Secrets. That's at Phone Sex Secrets. And her website is phonesexsecrets.info. Again, that's phonesexsecrets.info. What up, world? This is the cock. Hate you, cocky, and you're in bed with Dr. Sue. Go check out my new album, Spice Walker, at cockavelli.bandcamp.com. Hey, we love you, cocky. Okay, let's start this Is Financial Domination Dead thing. Um, if you want to call in... 
and sit in the queue again. Be my guest. Number six five seven three eight three zero zero three one. We have a diehard who's sitting in here right now. Um, you can still hear the show on hold, and I'll be taking your calls after we go over the bulk of the info. But I, honestly, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, debate me. Go nuts. Uh, it's fine. Just do it nicely. Okay, so uh, I asked everyone for the past month whether they thought financial domination was dead, and we got a myriad of answers, but most are that if nothing else, it's changed. Ms. Sammy Ray Schwartz says it's dead as a doorknob. Mistress Peyton of Peyton Will Break You on Twitter says, rest in peace, just saying, rinsing is not a thing. Sorry, not sorry. In my humble opinion, ooh, wait, no, I want to check the poll results here. Hold on. What do we got here? In the poll, in the poll. Oh, it looks as though, yes, financial domination is dead. We had 52% saying yes, 48% saying no. So see, it's like a 50-50 anyways. Um, obviously, the ones saying no are going to be diehards who are into it and or the ladies who are not working it. <laughs> Just saying. In my humble opinion, as I was saying, it's dead and buried and cannot be shocked back to life. Mostly because of what I just talked about. Too many unintelligent women who don't bother to research their craft, and yes, sex work in any form is a craft. Yep, I'm kink shaming again. Queen kink shamer! I wear that crown proudly. And I've had people say, why are you okay with kink shaming? I'll tell you why, very quickly. Because when I see... And, and, and I start looking around and I start seeing insane behavior, such as bug chasing, and in our particular niche of the sex world, the unraveling of BDSM due to ignorance and just plain bad behavior, I'm going to call it out. Why? Because we've become a race of morons who are too afraid to say something is wrong because they might hurt someone's feelings. We are an entire globe of snowflakes. Snowflakes aren't based on party lines. It's based on fragility. And, man, are we a bunch of fragile, kitten-petting, calm-room-occupying snowflakes. So, yes, I will always try to be the voice of reason in an insane world and an even more insane business. And if that means you guys feel shame at any point, I say this to you. I can't make you feel anything. That's all on you. Ooh, there's one for you to ponder. So if you feel ashamed, ask yourself why, fix it, and then move forward. Okay, so back to financial domination. I created this show to educate the vanilla world about what we do. I'm not here to educate you guys in the business, despite the fact that I still do. So let me talk a little bit about what financial domination is or was, for those who don't know what it is. Financial domination is a kink, not a fetish. Remember, fetishes are sexual attractions to objects. Although we throw the word around to cover just about everything. Um, it became a thing pretty much back in, way, way back, as early. And I'm talking early days of the Internet, like late 90s. I will say that in my personal opinion, one of the OGs, if not the OG of real financial domination was, is, and will always be Princess Sierra. Now, you guys could argue that with me. It's fine. It's just opinion. But what is it really? Sure, all these mainstream media houses have done articles, and the gist is that it's men giving money for nothing, but 
when it's done right. It's not that simple, despite what many want you to believe. Findom should be about the seduction of money, seduction of money from a man or a woman. Yes, female submissives do indulge in findom, but it's just not nearly as prevalent as males. So I'm going to keep using the female dom male sub scenario when I'm talking about it. A few years ago, I wrote an article on the review called Financial Domination is Dead. And man, did that stir the bitch nest. My sight crashed. I was viciously attacked by a pack of rabid felines. Again, I knew what happened. I was actually shocked at who freaked out and started flipping on me, but that's a rel. It ruffled a fuckload of feathers because I called out the bullshit behavior that has seeped into this kink like a fucking cancer, but that no one had the balls to say. That real financial domination died a horrible death years ago. What it's morphed into now is nothing more than a bunch of women holding up tin cups and expecting you to fill them. To call yourself a findom now is throwing yourself into a pool that is so filled with toxic garbage, you don't want to swim in it. And, and why would you do that? All day I see shit on Twitter that is absolutely retarded thinking. Yes, retarded. And before you guys freak on that word, look it up. It's actual definition, not the derogatory term. Google it right now. You'll see it's going to say to delay or hold back in terms of progress, development, or accomplishment. You will hold back your own success at this point by calling yourself a findom because there is officially too many. You're throwing yourself into a lake overflowing with fish. So many fish, in fact, that many of them are on shore flopping around so that men don't even have to put their rods in the water anymore. They just grab the ones that are flopping on shore. And let's face it, men do not put in effort in this industry, girls, which means the rest of you don't even get seen. So I'll say it in terms you'll really understand. To call yourself a findom now makes you basic, and basic doesn't make money. Take the word rinsing, as Miss Peyton mentioned. When that word started showing up several years ago, you knew Findom was starting to unravel. Rinsing was supposed to be cute, but came off then and now as classless. I'll give you a metaphor that you'll understand with one caveat. I love my ladies who do the hard work out there. Online, I'll be honest with you, online is not the real hard work in my opinion when it comes to sex work. And this metaphor is in no way dissing them. But rinsers are the equivalent of street hookers, whereas a real financial dominatrix is a high-priced escort. So right off the bat, when you use that word to label yourself, you're lowering yourself. Not a good look for an alleged dom. Nothing makes me laugh harder, though. This is, I, I, just, <laughs> I laugh even thinking about it. This cracks the hell out of me. Okay, you got this myriad of Twitter profiles that proclaim you have to send money before you can even talk to these broads. $50 tribute before you can talk to someone? Are you fucking nuts? The only, and I repeat, only women who can do that and really get away with it are doms who have been financial doms for well over 10 years or more. They have the reputation to back up the demand. You noobs don't. 
So therefore, right off the bat, you've just shot yourself in the foot and put a close sign on your storefront. Because most men into financial domination are onto your asses. And they're not going to pay without engagement first. And they shouldn't. Let me ask you, would you pay for a car you've never seen, never test-driven, or looked under the hood? What you're doing is a business, and no one buys anything sight unseen. So making these fucked-up demands will only retard your business. And I'm not talking about verifying yourself either. That practice is vile, and you'll do yourself some good to listen to my show on kink scams about that practice. Now, that's just one thing, okay? So we have these chicks that are out $25 before you can even say hi. Fuck you. Now, let's sprinkle some real stupid shit on top of this financial Sunday. Let's also put in our Twitter file, profiles that we demand PayPal. Here we go. Coming back with our fancy little PayPal.me link. Or now maybe Cashme or Gift, Rock, Gift Rocket or Square or the archaic Venmo. I do still see Venmo's out there. I, I can't believe Venmo's still on these profiles. Those, seriously, those make me laugh the loudest. Why? Because it's like watching an hourglass run out. It's only a matter of time. Bye, bitch. Don't let the screen door hit you. The demand for money and the obvious ways to send said money is the first thing you gentlemen should look for in a shitty dom. It tells you they don't have a clue about this business, and your money would be served better with a dom who knows what she's doing. You'll get nothing but some bimbet demanding money. And that's not financial domination. That's called your wife. So keep advertising those payment processors that aren't adult-friendly, girls. The rest of us will be over here doing things the right way. And now, it's so exciting. Now we have a new delightful way for you gentlemen to throw your money away and you ladies to end up in the back of a squad car. Cash meets. There are even cash meet websites now, which again is hysterical. Are you kidding me? Are you all that fucking stupid? So how is this mental? Let me count the ways. First off, let's just throw the age-old bugaboo of safety on the table. You advertise on Twitter. Don't tell me you don't do it because I see it all day. You guys advertise on Twitter that you're doing cash meets. Okay, I'm going to say this again. You advertise it. You advertise it. You advertise it. I just can't. Okay, I have a law enforcement degree, which is a really weird degree to have. But it shouldn't take a fucking police procedural degree to see all the fucking red flags with this. And again, this came from baby doms looking at other women do this and thinking, hey, I can do it too. But what you fail to take into account is the women who started doing this were established. They knew their clients for a long, long time before they ever met up with them. Then they threw it out on social media and bam, we're back to well. If Brittany, oh, sorry, Naima, Becky, Becky's shorter. If Becky can do it, we all can do it. Lemmings, seriously. All because you refuse to invest research time into your business and just look at someone else who's doing something. 
So now we have women meeting men. They have no clue who they are at ATMs to take their cash. What could possibly go wrong? Seriously, what could possibly go wrong? Hmm. Well, first of all, you don't know these guys. You might have exchanged a few DMs or maybe even the effort of a whole email. He drips dollar amounts in front of you, and you see that new Birkin knockoff. Oh, God, it's going to look so great in your closet. So you get consumed by greed and meet up with him. So as I said, what could possibly go wrong? Meeting a guy. The guy could kidnap you and possibly your friend if you happen to be smart enough to take one. Because you've advertised the meetup beforehand, either on social media or cash meet sites, you are at risk. Repeat, listen to me. Listen to me very, very carefully, goddammit. You are at risk of being robbed, beaten, raped, kidnapped, put into slavery, or murdered. If you think I'm being dramatic, go ahead. Keep doing it. Do you really think that we live in a rational society where nothing bad ever happens to women? Ask the ladies who were murdered in Laredo. And the reverse can happen to you boys, too. You could, and many have, been robbed and beaten. And that's just the obvious safety issues. But what about what you're doing from a legal standpoint? Did you know that in the eyes of the law that financial domination is actually extortion, which is a felony? And you could be, and several women have been, brought up on charges when the guy got pissed with your demands and went to the cops. All those tasty little coercive emails you sent him telling him you'd out him to his wife. Extortion, baby. And blackmail, by the way. I shouldn't even have to tell you that blackmail is illegal. That's a given. So if the cops felt like it, especially since the passing of FOSTA, they could read your advertising and make arrangements for a cash meet. And then for you, it's click, click, bye. As soon as you take that cash, you're done. And now they've got you for solicitation because you're not just a FinDom, have a drink. You're a sex-working FinDom. Whether the charges stick or the DA decides to pursue them is irrelevant. That's you, Dunzo. For what? A couple hundred bucks? You want to know what cash meets make women look like? The women they talk out of the side of their mouths about. Hookers. I've heard it time and again. We don't have sex with our clients. We're better than hookers. I got news for you. Findoms are lazy hookers. At least guys who pay a hooker get something in return for their money. And she works damn hard for that cash. If you meet a guy at an ATM for cash, there is no difference. None. Zero. None, baby cakes. I look at cash meets as a form of Darwinism. Eventually, you're going to get taken out. And don't get me started on GoFundMe, which, by the way, is not sex worker friendly. (sighs) Yet there's little Tina, needing money to pay for movers. Again, are you fucking kidding me? Unless your house just burned down, get a fucking life, Tina, and learn to budget your money. Tina's even shorter than Becky, by the way, Naima. Again, that comes from not knowing how to run a business or taking the time to learn. And know this, 
If you start some bullshit campaign, there are many vindictive women out there who are bored, who aren't making any money. And you can tell them because they're the ones that get up in your business in your face, but who are more than happy to report you to GoFundMe and PayPal and any other service you aren't supposed to be using, let alone advertising that you use. And then it's bye-bye, moolah. Look, over the last three years or so in online domination, uh, things have just gone bad to worse. Women who claim to be dominant now break into your computer via good old team viewer and feel, check this out, okay? And, and this, the sick part comes at the end, believe it or not. They will now, I'm hearing this more and more. This, it's so disturbing. These chicks are now taking over your computer, gentlemen, with team viewer. Or there's tons of other programs besides that now. And then they fill your computer with child porn and then extort money from you, or she says she'll go to the cops. Some cam girls are selling their kids' underwear. And more and more women are indulging in incest porn. And I can't even begin to tell you the negative ramifications of that from a mental health standpoint. But what the fuck? It's just money, right, girls? And here's the real sad, pathetic part. Most guys listening to what I just said will find all those potential risks hot as fuck. I can hear the fapping from here. And yeah, I've heard all the bitchy comments. I'm old and bitter. Move over, Grandma. You're just pissed that younger women are taking the money. Blah, blah, blah. And I'll agree with the old and bitter part. Yeah, I'm old by 20-year-old standards, but... And, and you know what? I'm definitely bitter because I hate seeing BDSM's many beautiful facets go to fuck because no one is willing to call out shitty behavior. As for the money, you're not taking anything from me, baby dolls. <laughs> I do very little fin-dom. I don't advertise that I'm a fin-dom because, quite honestly, I find it distasteful now. If someone wants that, I'll think about it. But don't worry about me. I'm good. I'll tell you what I will do for you, though. Come real close to the speaker. Real, real close. It's reality time. So if any of you boys don't want to hear the truth, consider this your spoiler alert. Financial domination is about the seduction of your money from you. Getting you to a point where all you want to do is serve with your wallet. If it's done right, you should feel her fingers slip into your back pocket and slowly slide your wallet out while thoughts of giving her everything just remain enticed in this moment forever. Fill your brain. To feel yourself desperately wanting to serve with cash because you know that it will make this goddess's life better. Not because some psychotic crack whore is demanding a Benjamin from you. If financial domination is done right, you want to give. You crave to give. And your goddess should never even have to utter the words, pay me. And here's the real kicker. This is your last chance at the spoiler alert. The only way to serve online is financially. And that's just logic. 
women already know how to do graphics and search engine optimization, and quite frankly, they don't want or need your online help anyway. You can't scrub her floors or clean her toilets. So the only real way to serve online is financially. That's just a fact. So when we look at this again from a logical perspective, all forms of domination online are financial domination. Which brings me to the point with you ladies. If you're smart, you'll drop the FinDom moniker. Knock the label out and set yourself apart from the lemmings and specialize in something that interests you because in the end, the money is part of the deal anyway. Whether it's by phone or cam or anything else, it's all about the money no matter what. So relax with the FinDom shit and make yourself special. Pick a fetish. There's one for every object in this world. Rule 36, guys. Look it up because it's true. Stop being another bitch in the crowd and stand out because it's the only way you'll make any money. Findom. Feet. Tits. Ass. Hypno. Even therapy. It's all been done to the nth degree. The chances of you coming up with fresh new content in these categories is almost non-existent. So find other things to specialize in. And in the end, the FinDom comes with it all anyways. Because here's the secret. Guys who enjoy FinDom don't just enjoy FinDom alone. Comes with other kinks and fetishes. Always. Men who enjoy financial domination are adrenaline junkies. They're looking for the next dopamine high. If they were drug addicts, They'd be lying in gutters with needles in their arms, hoping someone had some Narcan. Little to no men are into FinDom without several accompanying kinks. It's your job to find those kinks and emphasize them. Use them to seduce, not demand. Is money the ultimate form of control? <clears throat> yeah. I would say it's top two. I would say neck and neck. Because come on, we're all controlled by money. We are consumed by consumerism and debt. But not many people have their money controlled by a beautiful, seductive woman. The other top form, by the way, is medical. So when men start climbing the kink ladder, they often discover financial domination and it gets thrown on to the others as the extra shot of espresso. So is financial domination dead? Has it changed and has it changed for the better? That's what I'm asking you. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'll read some of the responses that were sent in about FinDom being dead, and there are several. This is also your chance. We're going to be taking calls now. Tell me what you think about financial domination and sex work being actual work at 657-383-0031. Let's take some calls. I am Siren Reina. I am a certified and trained hypnotist. This means that I embed all of my recordings with legitimate hypnotic commands. Now, role-playing can be fun, and I enjoy a good story as much as the next person. 
but if you really want to please me, you will hand me over the keys to your mind and let me do what I do so well. Leave little triggers, leave little thoughts, leave little hauntings, and make you question your reality. How much of it is you? How much of it is me? How much of it do you want to be me? You want to hand me your mind, don't you? You want to let go, feel free, have fun, and relax. That's right. Hand me the keys to your mind and let yourself be my hypnotic pet. That's right. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Siren Reina. S Y R E N R A Y N A. Enjoy being addicted. Hi, it's Kimmy Kaboom here. Would you like to call or text me? How about if I told you I would give you $5 to get started? That's right. Sign up at textkimmy.com and get $5 to get started. You don't even have to use a credit card to get signed up. It doesn't get any easier than that. Wouldn't you love to see my naughty pics? I look forward to hearing from you. And we are back. Latex made boy um, dropped me a line on Twitter and said, Financial domination was never my thing anyway, but I can see some guys paying any money for the attention of the utterly amazing ladies on here, and they're worth it. The market sets the price, and the demand is high. That sounded like nothing but pure sucking up. Just saying. Uh, (laughs) Mistress Chloe Rose wrote in and said, I don't think it's dead exactly. I think plenty of successful women will continue to be successful at FinDom. That being said, I believe the market is oversaturated and unestablished and less successful women in FinDom will struggle to find success at this point. Too many girls just jumping on trying to make a quick buck without an actual skill set. All hail, Mistress Chloe Rose. We also heard from Mistress Lilith. Her thoughts, the old ways of FinDom are in fact dead, as are the old ways of FemDom, and even vanilla phone sex. The internet age changed. The laws have only strengthened against consenting adult interactions. If the bottom line definition of FinDom is the one defining whether or not it is still a thing, the shorter answer is yes, it is dead. The longer answer has a few waves, and I'd say now it's not dead. It's just morphed. I know the definition of FinDom is men who derive sexual pleasure from just spending and move on. Unfortunately, the reality of being a FinDom is much more than the simple definition. My biggest spenders vary and change with the seasons. They come and go, but they're there, spending above and beyond, sometimes because I say so, sometimes because they feel the need to. I think Fin subs have it confused. Paying the minimum wage, a.k.a. the minimum rate for sessions, is not being a Fin sub. There are subs out there that purchase gifts and want to have a session for that. No, those are gifts. Also, I'd never reward any sub for anything they've purchased off my wish list unless it's been received. So many fuckboys will delete the order. It's few and far between they are rewarded. But generally, a single photo with the item is what will suffice. 
There is always an influx of Findoms whenever the latest TV special comes on without realizing that the top girls have worked their asses off. But with the influx of the boys that engage in Findoms, see it as an opportunity to spread it over several baby doms, which is very true. You, uh, there are no words for that. I'm just going to stop really quick right there. I say this to men every single freaking day. The only way you're ever really going to feel true submission is by serving one, repeat, one female, one, not spreading it out all over. Spreading it out all over is just you being a whore and looking for attention. So that's not real servitude. She goes on. Then they are the same ones that get mad when she disappears because neither one of them did their research or anything. The scene is saturated, drowning. There is no such thing as sitting there and letting the money roll in. That is a misconception of financial domination. We work for it. And we have other areas we indulge and engage in. Some of the biggest players found me through different fetishes and kinks. In order to succeed in the world of Findom, you have to be willing to work your ass off and dig through almost literal shit to find the golden nugget. But they still exist. Exist. It's just different. Times are different. You have to be careful which payment processors you use because even the most beloved FinSubs will suffer from buyer's remorse and know that credit card companies will back them. There is so much more to what I want to say here, but I guess I will go with old ways are dead. But the new ways are up and combining, and a new form of financial domination is alive and well. Thank you, Lilith. That was very nice. Now we move on to Lady Elise. My thoughts, the lure of getting money for doing nothing attracted so many women that the fetish became saturated. As that word, saturated, told you, I'm telling you. It's just like, ugh, you can just walk on the ground, it's all squishy. There are still people out there with money fetishes looking for findoms, but they are much more discerning. Calling yourself a findom, unless you're already well-established, is likely to scare them away. Very true. And we have Poppy, Poppy Fields. I find that to be not true in the least. Findom is alive and well for me. In fact, the demand is so high, most of my clients insist I try not... I try. <laughs> Insist I not try and rehabilitate them. To be fair, most of the money I make is in the form of gifts and tributes, is spontaneous, horny responses to my demands. But ironically, my phone sex clients are the ones who taught me how to rape their wallets, raise the rate on their phone call, blackmail them, play humiliation games, and generally shake them down financially, all for my benefit. And strangely enough, for theirs. There is so much more to this story, but I just had to pipe up and say there is no death of Findom from my perspective. Findom is paying my mortgage and my personal chef. Life is good. Long live Findom. Thank you, Poppy. And we have Sir Beast, our own beastly Sir Beast, the good Padre. In many ways, even when I first heard about financial domination, I thought it was a joke to be played on vanillas who wanted to learn about BDSM. Now, I've listened to many doms on the subject and personally find the kink in many ways to be akin to a marriage where one person holds all the financial aspects working while the other is given an allowance to do purchasing of needed items and services not working, which to me is very 40s, 50s marriage. This is very true. In other words, a fucking ass backwards arrangement. 
Now, to think I oversimplified the kink. Possibly. But just like those old-fashioned ideals of marriage, it's a kink that's ran its course. Ooh, that was deep, dude. Very deep. So, thank you guys for writing those all in. We have a caller. Our beautiful Lynn wants to get her two cents worth in. So, we're going to go with Lynn from Phone Sex Secrets. Hi, Lynn. Hello. How are you? I am great, and I've been giggling, but I have not been drinking. I wasn't playing a drinking <laughs> game. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid I wouldn't make it through the whole show. I'm a lightweight. <laughs> Okay, so what are your thoughts? Tell me, tell me. You are the queen, well, man. I, you are out there in the trenches. So what's going on? Well, I wanted to take my experience with working, consulting with PSOs and other sex workers and combine it with what I see from promoting sex work as a promo account and my uh, client questionnaires and whatnot. And <clears throat> the two parts of this show, the A and B, is sex work, easy money, and FinDom is just, Um, there's so many comparisons to be made. Uh, The first thing that comes to mind is that the, the, well, what online is fashionably called the Insta-Doms, the Baby-Doms, the Pick-Me's, which also include the Pick-Me, K-Pigs. It's Mm -hmm. all down, fast, and dirty, which is kind of like your street sex worker version of things, but it's so instantaneous, and it's Mm -hmm. backwards in many ways. Most people who work with me know that I'm always talking about keys being the number one thing in sex Mm -hmm. work and in your marketing. And this stuff is so crass, and it's so free. For every woman saying, give me $50 to talk to me, she's putting up 40 photos of herself and punching through on Twitter on her phone as fast as she can, pay me, pay me, pay me, which at the end of the day, most of these ladies, if they're lucky, they make 50 bucks, but for like 20 hours worth of work. So it's, mm-hmm. it's anything but easy money. It's, it's hard work for very little money. And from the pay pig or financial dominated man, why would he pay when he gets all that free rush? Every yep. tweet is a free story of how a guy got off sending her $100, whether it happened Agreed. or not. Every photo she sends is, you know, if he's in defeat, there's feet. So even the ones screaming, pay me to, to play, are giving away so much free stuff that yep. it's, it's comical. No, it is. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why, I mean, I was on Instagram for a while. I never bothered with Snapchat. Instagram, to me, um, very short while that I was on there, is nothing but freeloaders. They're just looking for fapping pictures. And that's what you guys don't seem to get. The more you're giving them away, the more, the more freebies you're giving out, you're shooting yourself in the foot again. You know, it's like demanding yeah, money not for not it's, doing anything. You're shooting yourself in the foot. It's not marketing you, anymore. Exactly. You know, it's just free content. And I don't think the fetish is dead at all. Like you, I believe it has to do with seduction and you're usually pulling on more than one thread or pushing more than one button to get there. Um, but if a guy is sitting there, why should he part with money in his wallet when there's, you know, countless men and women out there providing 
the free humiliation or the free shame or the free beck and call with loads of free content, whether it's visual or stories or voices, Mm -hmm. saying, look, all you get for free, now pay me to have a conversation. I mean, as a consumer, would you? Exactly. It is absolutely awe-inspiring. It's like, no, they put it in their profiles. You know, 50 bucks just to talk to me. Bite me, bitch. Just just from a a consumer standpoint, it makes no sense. And you guys got to get this through your heads. Whether it's sex or not, it's still a business, which means you have to treat it as a business, which means would you buy something sight unseen? No. You wouldn't. But on the other hand, giving away everything on your timeline or your blog or wherever you're doing it at, you know, why, why would they pay either? Right. So I do know a few uh, financial domination ladies who have that approach on their Twitter because they said they treat Twitter as the gravy. And it's mm-hmm. usually for their fans that come to see them that when they see that in their profile, they'll follow the command because they're under the hypnosis or something else and they'll give the $50 or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, like you said, they've been doing this a long time and they may not even show that they do financial domination on the platform they're using, like Nightboard or Talk To Me. Right. They simply use it on Twitter because it's a fast-feeding frenzy. So that's what they do there. But it's not easy. It's a lot of work. So... It, it's not. Plus the fact it's fleeting. Unless. Financial domination is very fleeting. And in this, it, it, just as, as was stated, I forget who it was, I think it was Lilith or somebody said, they're here today, gone tomorrow. They dump cash and leave. It's not really a good model for a business for that reason because it's, it's skittish. It's here and there. So it's better to build your business on whatever kinks you happen to find interesting than just say you're a FinDom. Because as I said, well, FinDom would come most, alone. Was I that find that true with most male submissives, though. Um, whether they're into feet or ass worship or scrubbing toilets, they'll do a feeding frenzy and they'll blow thousands of dollars in a week and then you'll never hear from them again. Yep. It, because they go to the next one. In part because their psychology of submitting for those those people is that they get to expose their shame and they get to do their confession to one person over time and they delve so deep into it with that provider that no matter how good she is, if their thrill is the confessing act and being discovered, they have to go to someone new and confess mm-hmm. their story all over again. That's so right. In many ways, keeping a loyal sub in some certain ways is simply not possible. They have to move on to someone else. And in that sense, no one owns. And this leads into the whole, bitch, you stole my sub conversation, which is not real either. Um, Mm -hmm. Bitch, you stole my sub. There's There's no, you can't. That's like raping the willing. (laughs) These guys are not loyal. Get that through your heads. Very few are loyal. So getting pissed off with someone because your your sub, your quote unquote sub, bounced to to another broad, for what? That that says more about him than you. Especially don't come at her. It's not her problem. These guys aren't loyal. They're as loyal as I don't even want you to say. Like they, as far as you can pick them up and throw them. 
There is no loyalty. And again, these are the guys that are out there with five and six doms that they're serving. That's not loyalty. That's just being a whore. Yeah. So it, it just it makes no sense. Now, um, Key Barrett left me a message on Twitter. She was a bit late, and she's got um, a, I, a question here. Findom seems to me to be an outlet for submissives who really want to, but do not have an FLR, female-led relationship. It's submission without gain, whereas visiting a pro-dom is sub-centric. What do you think? That's falling on what you just said. Yeah, I mean, there's different categories of submission, just mm-hmm. as there are different types of dominance who will please them. So, it's, you know, it, it's nearly impossible, as I said in the chat room, I, I'm not one about an all or nothing or extremes because there's so many people that fall into the gray area in the middle. Um, but bottom line is you're a professional and if you think someone left you, if this is your business, then you worry about customer retention. In -hmm. certain categories of customers like submissives who need their thrill is making the confession, they're going to have to move on to find a new person to confess to. That's just part of their thrill. That's nothing against you and nothing against them. It's just going to happen. But if you can't keep regulars in any way, shape, or form, then you have to look at your customer retention problem and not mm-hmm. blame another woman or provider for being, you know, a poacher because that's not right. how it works. McDonald's does and not it, get to complain that Arby's is poaching their customers. They have right. to work their own business. And that's just it. If you're spending so much time up in another broad's business, in other words, if you're spending all your days seeing what everyone else is doing and Honestly, if you have that much time, you're not working it. You're wasting your time. And I see this with women. It was years ago. I don't so much now because I literally don't pay attention. But women who are bored, who are not making money, get in your face. And they try to stir shit. There's some out there that that's all they do. Many of them out there, that's all they do. Yeah, I'm with you. I won't even go... I won't ever even post a, I did not get my check in the night clerk forum because all that does is those women click your name, go over to your listing and find a find some reason to turn you into Playfair or some reason to hassle yep. you or Google yep. you. And if they put an eighth of that time into their own business, they'd be sitting pretty on in their bank statements. But it's a junior high mentality of, yep. Tear somebody else down a rung or two because then they can pretend they moved up, which is not, you know, gravity and success work. Nope. That's not how business runs. And again, I'm going to say this again. This is a business. And if you don't take it that way, you're not going to be here. And the rest of us who have been here for a long time just sit back and file our nails going, yeah, okay, see ya. Because we know that's what you guys are going to do. It's so obvious that that's what you guys are doing. Like I said, it's like watching an hourglass run out. So I know. It's just, I don't know. Like, I, I agree. I don't think it's, I, I keep saying it's completely dead. It's not simply because it's the basis of what we do. We are all exchanging money. Whether it's phone sex, whether it doesn't matter. The money's still involved. Therefore, you're still doing it. And if you sit there and go, okay, well, I'm just going to do FinDom work, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Like I said, FinDom doesn't come alone. You've got to learn other kinks. 
you need to specialize in something other than FinDOM. FinDOM should just be an like offshoot of what you do. Of, it's like the horophobia thing where you say, I'm a FinDOM, I don't show pictures of my ass or I don't oh, right? people. Yes. And it, it's like, mm-hmm. no, you're missing the whole essence of what sex work is. It's yep. about tease and delivery. And because it's for pay, it's based on what the client is into. Are you delivering his thing? You could be the best cocksucker in the world, but if he's looking to bang you up the ass, sucking his cock isn't going to do anything. There you go. The bottom line is there's a commerce based on this, and if you don't know the psychology and if you don't understand the sexuality behind it, you're not going to be in business long to begin with. And if you try to make it a shortcut, short and fast, you know, that's your option, but it's pretty hard in sex work to maintain a customer base based on a McDonald's-type mentality. You're never going to be able to serve one million people because you're one person. So you're lucky to get, you know, your regulars, your repeat business, which helps you come up with your budget, by the way, (laughs) to know how much you're going to get every week so you can balance your financial life. That's important. Mm -hmm. Trying to skim off the top of a get quick, rich FinDOM approach, screaming into the void with 50 billion other people screaming mm-hmm. is not a way to get money. Because yep. you would not walk into Walmart tomorrow and yell, you know, like me, follow me on Facebook or something and expect an actual response from humans to do that. So the screaming out into Twitter about send me $50 is about the same equivalent of effective strategy planning. Or, or even standing in, in the middle of Walmart handing out business cards. They're all going to end up in the garbage. Yeah. It's not even the right client base. So you, it's like you, you guys are looking at this from the wrong perspective. And stop copying. Oh, my God, I'm sick of this. As I said, just because Brittany, Becky, Tina are doing something doesn't mean it's okay. That's where all this PayPal me crap came from. Oh, well, Becky's doing it, so I can put it on my profile. No. How do you know Becky knows what she's doing? If Becky jumped off a bridge, would you do it it too, Monica? You know, use a little common sense. (laughs) (laughs) The information's out there, and like Robin has said, and Amber has said, you've said, there's been there's more resources right now for anyone who wants to start in phone sex or sex work at all. Do the reading, you know, watch the videos, listen to the audio, buy the books, how read at the blogs for free or, or Twitter's for free. But you still have to do the analysis and you still have to look at it from what are your skills, your strengths, what do you do and what do you understand? What can you help clients with? I mean, it sounds funny because the answer is get off, right? But it's not that simple. You know, no, because each one it really is isn't. so unique. Every damn, I've said this a million times, I can line up a hundred guys with a foot fetish and every single one of them will have their own unique way of wanting something done. That's why the girls that pick up the phone who say that they're doms and start shrieking and screaming, the guy hangs up. Why? Because nobody wants to hear that shit. Nobody, like, they just pick up the phone and start screaming, you didn't do this, you didn't do this. Excuse me. The guy has a wife that sounds just like you, just so you know. That's why and I don't like out. to pick on the wives either. 
But but the point is that you know you say foot fetish guys. Okay, they put he puts foot fetish into a search engine, or he goes to Night Flirt and he puts foot foot fetish in, and he starts looking around, and it's like maybe he's into big toes, maybe he's into the arch of the foot, maybe he really likes socks, maybe for crying out loud, it's his feet touching your feet. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. a million different ways to handle that. Maybe he doesn't want to be told, lick my boots, bitch, because he sees the feet as sensual and pleasuring and a mutual experience. So if you don't spend the time getting to listen and know and understand the person, then you're not going to be able to give them what they really need, and they're going to move on. Mm-hmm. And screaming about it louder or yelling at the girl, you know, quote-unquote, next to you down the block who also does feet, <laughs> seeing her success, does not mean that you should copy her or belittle her or try to take her down a peg by reporting her somehow, but you need to look at what you're doing and what you need to change. It's pretty simple. Yep. Oh, you want to know what, what, what Castaway just said? Lynn is very impressive. Someone give this woman a TED Talk. You should. Aww. You should do a TED Talk. I like that. Aww. Do a TED Talk. I do TED Talks one-on-one with clients based on their kink, if it's a, you know, as I call a gentleman caller because I have mostly male regulars. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do help folks who want to get into phone sex work, and we do one-on-one TED Talks based on their individual needs because just like clients, every lady or gent offering their services has their own personality, their own kinks, their own things they Mm -hmm. understand or want to exploit or want to explore. And everybody has their own idea of success. You know, for some of us, when we start out, it's just nice to have diaper money. (laughs) For other people, it's rent. For other people, they want a third family car or a vacation. So how many hours you have, what strengths you start out with, what you're willing to learn or willing to pay for to have done for you, you know, like Robin does designs. If you don't want to mm-hmm. spend the time learning graphics, then go to Robin. These things are there for you, but you sometimes when you start out, you have to pick and pull what's the thing. It's not just get me the money. It's like how are we successfully going to get you to what you want? So it's the exactly. same thing as working with an entertainment client because I'm still listening to what they're saying, reading between those lines, drawing on my experience, and creating for them the individual plan. There you go. Again, TED Talk, darling. I have to, sorry, I have to really quickly make a point. Um, Key Barrett is not a woman. That was my fault. I, um, I assumed, and I know better than to do that, but I did. So just so you know, Key Barrett is not a woman. He just corrected me just now. <laughs> I fucked that up. Oh, I apologize, that's not the first Key. Time. Oh, God, tell me about it. I'm assuming anyway, you have so, other callers, and I will let you go to them. No, actually, we have no other callers, which is what I figured. Oh, someone's got a call. What about Literatrix no. or, or Robin? <laughs> Lilith? No, they're in here. They're in here having um, a, a, a conversation in chat, so we're okay that way. They, they all drank when you said Findom, and now they can't dial. That's right. Nobody can dial anymore. Aww. Oh, well. That's okay. Anyways, thanks, Lynn. I appreciate you calling in, and I'm glad you got through, and I'm glad you sat through it and stayed, and 
were the only one in the queue anyways. See, all these people that said they were going to bitch me out, I knew they wouldn't call. Very, I'm saying it. Nice try, you guys. I knew you're all bark and no bite. Nobody wants to call and bitch me out. It's just so much easier to do it in DM. <laughs> Key is loving you, by the way. Key is on Twitter having oh. cows. He just loves you. Oh, that's sweet. I'll have to look for him <laughs> now that I know who I am. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, follow Key Barrett, you guys. He's awesome. He is awesome. Thanks, Lynn. I appreciate it. Hey. Ciao. Ciao. So, you guys, that's it. We're done. That's all there is. That's all she wrote. Just know there's always going to be bottom feeder subs for bottom feeder doms. But my point is, why be a bottom feeder? You know, I know what I say or think or whatever isn't going to change a damn thing. That's fine. And it's all good. There's plenty to go around. Keep that in mind. There's plenty to go around, guys. Don't get all freaked out. Some, If your sub ends up over at someone else's backyard, some other dom's backyard, it's fine. Let them go. Bless you. Bye. It's fine. There's always someone else. So stop getting freaked out about that, too. And it's all good to say this, you know, To it, it's all good to sit there and say, well, you know, pointing fingers or it's her fault or it's this person's fault when really you need to take the responsibility and realize that it's your fault if your business is failing, if you're not getting the calls that you want because you're not hustling. Sorry, but it's true. And there are plenty of resources. Like I said, Amber Lee's got, oh, my God. Like, it can't make it any easier. This woman has busted her ass to make it simple for women to make money in this business. But they still don't want to do it. And I'd like to see you boys start being more choosy with who you allegedly want to serve. And ladies, my God, have more respect for yourself. Learn your craft. Do the work. And then the money will flow. There are no shortcuts to success. I want to thank everybody who showed up in chat, Literatrix, which is our Angela St. Lawrence, Mistress Lilith. We have, of course, Robin and Lynn and Castaway. And there's actually quite a few guests. Hi, guests. I don't know who you are, but I'm assuming that you guys, I have a feeling one of them is Amberly. Anyways, thanks, you guys. Um, thank you, of course, for Lynn for calling in. Thank you for listening tonight and every other show. Uh, I don't have the next show up because I'm working on getting Kevin and Chris back for an update on their extreme cuckolding. I can tell you for a fact that I've talked to them both for the last year. They have both been through an enormous amount of changes since they were on the show last. And I know they have their own little group. They have their, they have their own little fan club because everyone wants to know, like, what went on? Oh, my God, like, it is all these male cuckold subs are just like, oh, I want to know what happened. So I'm trying to nail those guys down for a date, at which point I will have that there, and we will be able to listen to those guys. It's going to be so cool. Because um, some of the stuff they've gone through, you're going to shit. I'll also be bringing you a show on hypnosis. Does it really work? What's the truth about hypnosis, and what's hype? 
Plus, I want to thank all of you who sent in your thoughts on submissive male behavior and what you'd like them to know. And it's not too late for you to get yours in. Just go to inbedwithdrsue.com. You'll see a blog post there that says, What Drives You Crazy About Male Subs? You can hit up the multiple choice or even better email me your thoughts using the form on that page. That show is going to be called The Gentleman's Guide to Submission. In a sneak peek, I'm trying to actually write a companion book for it because I think we need it. In the meantime, be sure to hit up my blog, thedrsuereview.com, where you'll find links to all of my articles and audios. And, of course, always stay tuned to inbedwithdrsue.com for the next show and Twitter. Hit me up at Dr. Sue, spell out the word doctor. And until the next show, take care of yourself because no one else can. And take care of each other because no one else will. And spend every day making yourself happy. Night, guys. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you. About making your life easier. About extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330. Or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.